0: Hey, everybody. Brother Boggs here, checking in. Just want to let you know that coming up March 28th at Greg Davis Park, BeastNet, along with our friends over at West Coast Obstacles, are putting on a wonderful workout the weekend before the Spartan Seattle Super. And you should join us. Find out how on our Facebook or at www.westcoastobstacles.com. BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services. Here we discuss all things fitness, running, rucking, endurance, obstacle course racing, and more. Welcome to the BeastNet.
1: Hey everybody, it's Mike here with BeastNet, and on this episode I've got with me Josh Richter. So Josh, tell us a little bit about you, because I haven't talked to you in a long time. All
2: right, so... About me. Oh, so so Josh Redrup uh, lived in. Yeah, the we know. we Valley got that far. I,
1: what said so we got that far? We already know who you are. Yeah,
2: I know that. So I'm just trying to. You know. <laughs> so I'm married. I know. I have four kids: uh, thirteen, eleven, nine, and seven. In fact, Ooh. just got basketball practice. I coach my kids in different sports. Nice. <laughs> um, so we're we're an extremely active family. In fact, my wife played college basketball. At Eastern nice. Washington University. That's awesome. So just doing that, I try to be active in the community. But, uh, you know, since you've seen me last, let me see, that was like high school. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so so I attended BYU. I served a mission in Argentina for two years. Wow. And I came back and I met my wife and I transferred to Eastern Washington where she was going. And we got married, let me see, I should know this, right? Um,
1: you should. You should 2002, really know this.
2: So it'll be 18 years this June. Wow. So, and I've pretty
1: much... So about a year after to, me.
2: year after you, yep. I so, remember, yeah. that came, I feel like I came to something, down at like Tara's house I or right?
1: Yeah, I think you were there. I think you were... Yes. I think did I was you? there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. There. I'm pretty sure your parents were, because I, I know sure my wife's met your there. mom, because... Nobody nobody forgets ever meeting Louise, so we yes. all love Louise, but yes. no one can ever forget meeting your mom. No, so. no,
2: I still have people come up and, hey, can I know your mother?
1: Awesome, <laughs> great. Yeah. Well, good things, yeah. I hope. So, for those listeners that haven't figured it out, we've known each other for a while, so um, we actually, his mom was my preschool teacher, we went to church together, we've known each other for pretty much our entire lives. I would so. say,
2: that as long as I can remember, I think. Yeah.
1: Because our older brothers are actually the yeah yeah Don came to preschool too so that's how we because I always tell her when I met Don in preschool but it's also pretty much where I met you because like our older brothers actually share a birthday or literally the exact same age yes so yeah so so you said you're really active you know and stuff like that what kind of stuff do you do I know you do I've seen you do the tough mudders because one of these days we've got to do one together I finally did a tough mudder last year and broke away from Spartan so. So yeah, so,
2: so I've done you do. I've done four tough mutters. I had a um another friend. He he was trying to get a bunch of us old school Maple Valley guys to get together and do it. And then he promptly broke his ankle and didn't
1: do that's it. how easy it works.
2: So yeah. so I've been doing it uh with a few people from Maple Valley for four, I think this will be our fifth year, but um other than that, I do a little bit of everything. I play basketball three to four times a week still, even though I'm an old man. Uh, you know, flag yeah. football when I can get it. Pretty much cut down to just Thanksgiving now. Um, I,
1: I had to. I had to stop that. Yeah, I did the, you know, the football I, on Thanksgiving, and I couldn't walk for. I like moved for a week and a half last time I did that. So, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. So, so I hike and I bike. I I camp like backpack camping like out into the sticks dehydrated foods i'm a scout master yeah. i've been scout master for four years and i was scout master three years previous to that well i guess our church doesn't do scouts anymore so i'm actually not scoutmaster anymore but i was for for yeah. a long time but we still go do all the outdoorsy stuff um i go i try to lift weights and if i'm not playing basketball i'm usually at the gym lifting just trying to keep you know keep in shape just get older every year. My kids get bigger. So I'm trying to keep up.
1: Yeah. I know that one I've gotten. Cause what you said, you have four. I have, I have four, but mine are all a little bit older. So okay. Um, I was trying to think the oldest, cause it's, it's weird. Cause for me and my wife, it's actually uh, it's a his, hers and ours. Okay. So <laughs> she has two, um, but they're my kids. I mean, I, I've been there since they were five and three um, that are 20, 25 20 and 22 all right i have one that's i have one that's 20 with my ex um and then we have a 17 year old together so he'll be 18 in in april so we started early but the way i was talking to someone about it you know earlier today i'm like we may have started early but you know people like you know say which way is better i'm like i'm 42 my son's going to graduate from high school this year Yeah, last my youngest.
3: Yeah, so I mean, it's kind
1: of, you know, it's not like my parents where my dad was retired from Boeing when I was 16. And, you know, I was getting, you know, Social Security checks. (laughs) Yeah. So and I actually work
2: at Boeing. That's actually what I do right now.
1: So I I think (laughs) I'm one of the few that never went to Boeing. So I'm a I'm a safety professional in construction now. So right. I I go around and I teach the forklift, scissor lift, OSHA classes, first aid, CPR. I do all that kind of stuff. So right. and then go walk job site to make sure people aren't like doing things and getting themselves yeah. killed. So, like
2: what are you yeah. doing?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. I, there's a lot I, of that I, where you get that just like what the yes, what yes. what what made you think that was a good idea?
2: Yeah. And what? So, and, yeah. And what situation is that ever yeah. the best situation? Never, never. Yeah. That's usually yeah, when it is. Yeah.
1: So oh, that's funny. Yeah. So what what made you? Yeah, no, there's a lot of that. So yeah. No. And and I know we've we've talked in the past and I've tried to get you to do a Spartan with me, but you haven't done one yet. So yeah, and, one uh, of these days I could get he, you, out yeah, there.
2: It's you are just so willing to go long and far away for those things. I've seen you you did, you did you did something in Hawaii.
1: Yep. Was that a Spartan? I've done four years. Yep. I've done this will be the fifth year I go to Hawaii for Spartan. All
2: right. Yeah, I'm so, I'm kind of a home. When it comes to that, see,
1: my my wife's one of those. She's like, she's not into the Spartan, but she's into uh, the Hawaii. So, oh. <laughs> it worked out.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I think my wife yeah. would be into the Hawaii. Also, I'm yet to talk her into uh, trying the tough mutter. She's got she's got bad knees from playing a lot of college basketball. So, yeah,
1: see, it was for me. I never did the tough mutter because I don't like electric shock which don't even talk about the fact that when we were kids, I used to like grab a hold of the electric fence and touch all of you. Like no, to shock God. you, but,
2: Good but...
1: <laughs> we did all the time. The but... that,
2: and that's one of the things I like about the Tough mutter. So I've got one of my friends, Rachel who's come three of the four years that we've gone. And mm-hmm. this last year was the first time she actually made it up the, uh, oh, what do you call it? The warped wall. Not, It's not the warped wall. That's what it is. An American Ninja warrior.
1: But yeah. Whatever but the yeah.
2: half pipe thing is um yep but the the thing i like about tough mudder is that it's a team event that like a lot of the obstacles like yes could you get around them by yourself yes but since i'm not one of those supreme athletes i just i'm a try hard um it's just nice to know that somebody's going to give me a hand when i get there
1: yes oh and i'm the same way i agree completely i mean that was one of the things i had never done it because of the the shock factor, but I have a really good friend who's actually one of the hosts on the beast now, uh, charity Fick, who okay. is like a tough mutter ambassador. And she kept hounding me and Don kept hounding me that you need to at least do one. And I'm like, fine, I'll go do it. Right. And I went and did it this year. And I'm like, why have I never done this before? This is so much fun. And it was yes. a blast. I loved it. I loved the team atmosphere. Like block monster was a blast. I mean, trying to get oh, everyone spinning that, that and going favorite. over is it. It was
2: actually my favorite event.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, the shock which was the part that i had an issue with i didn't want to do i actually ended up being the first one that actually don went through first and then i ran through it and i got hit a couple times and i'm like whatever but we had a friend that wouldn't go and i ended up going back around and then walking halfway and turning around and talking to him yeah. and don videotaped it and if you're watching the video you can see me sitting there cheering him on like come on let's do it and then every once in a while you'll see me twitch yeah, and the twitch is because there was one of the ropes was swinging and kept touching my arms and kept zapping me. So, so it's like, you know, the whole thing I was afraid of, I ended up having no problem with it and it didn't bother me at all. So yeah. it's kind of like, so for years you never did this. And you were afraid of the one thing that didn't even bother you. So it's like, yeah. yeah, difficult, you know? Well,
2: and so, yeah. And I just, you know, the, the thing is like my one friend, Rachel, she walks around the electroshock every year. She's like, I don't do well with electricity. She's like, I can't even lick a 9-volt battery. And so I'm like, okay. And actually, the first couple years I went, like, I ran through that and didn't feel a thing. It's like it wasn't even on. But this last year, the last two years, I think, wow, that thing has hit me hard. Like, I had one slap across my back, and my back was twinging for, like, a good half mile. But this last year, it just stung, but I didn't twinge as hard, but... Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a run through it. I'm more of a dodge. You're you're tougher than I am.
1: (laughs) I just it it was one of those. I figured if I tried dodging, I was just it wasn't going to work. I'm kind of a big guy. Even when I was skinny, I have really broad shoulders, and I'm like, forget it. I'm just going for it.
3: Yeah. So
1: and it was, you know, it's like I said when we were kids, I used to do it all the time, where I'd grab a hold of the electric fence and then grab whoever was the closest to me, so I could zap them. And now it's like, okay, the one thing I was afraid of was something I had no problems with as a kid. So
3: yeah. That's yeah, funny. so I
1: love it, and I am so glad that they just announced like this week that you know Spartan is pretty much has b- brought Tough Mutter out of bankruptcy, so they will be back. So. Oh,
2: I didn't even yeah, know, know they'd gone bankrupt
1: yeah they were they were in bankrupt, and there was questions on whether or not they were going to be back this year, you know what was okay. going to happen, and Spartan has pretty much bought them and taken them out of out of bankruptcy, so oh, good. supposedly nothing's gonna change, but we'll see so okay. but I mean I loved it i I was so glad that I finally did it this year, um and now i, I want to do it every year. I'm like, I should have been doing this from the beginning yeah.
2: <laughs> so, um, did, did you do the one here in Black Diamond? yes.
1: Okay, okay. I was actually
2: a little disappointed I think- this year. It was a little short. It was only like eight and a half miles. Yeah. And so, like, are we done? Because they've, like, shrunk it down in length, like, every single year that I've gone. So, so that was a little disappointing. Just because I like the, like, the time and camaraderie. Like, we actually bumped yep. our group up from three people to four last year. And then this year, we had six that were all nice. kind of together in the same group the whole time.
1: So. See, that was kind of us this year. We went through. It was just me, Don, or we can call him Donnie just for fun because he hates that now, but or that's what we really. call him when we were kids. Yeah, All he does. It's great, but yeah, Donnie. So we, uh, <laughs> so it was me, him, um, his brother-in-law, yeah. um, and that was really it from the start. And then uh, we ran into our friend's charity, you know, who talked me into doing it about part way into the race. And then there was a whole another group that we just kind of ran into, and we were with almost the whole time. So okay. it was pretty cool. We, we were supposed to, don't tell anyone, we were supposed to do the shorter race. But when we came to the turn, Charity's <laughs> like, yeah, you're not going that way. And just yeah. kind of kept us going. She's like, yeah, you're going this way. You're doing the long, long way around with us. And yes. we're like, okay, twist my arm.
2: Yeah, whatever you say, I'm not having fun. So
1: my first year, it was when so I, it,
2: I like had no idea what to expect. Like I didn't know anybody yeah. who had ever done it before, you know. I had never done it before. I'd always seen these mud racers. I had a cousin who had done. I know he's got this Spartan trifecta thing like you do. And I was just yep. like, oh, geez, I don't know about this. This seems seems kind of like out of my realm of doing things. You know, yep. I'm, a, I'm a court person. I'm a field person, but I don't know about this thing. And and so I went into it like really, really apprehensive. I just was like. I'm really kind of like scared almost like I just don't know what this mm-hmm. is going to be like. And then my buddy backed out. and I'm like, dude, come on, man. And so but when I did it, like I registered like the next day to do it again. Yeah. So I was like, this is like one of the funnest things that I have maybe ever done. This was an absolute blast. And And that's the best thing,
1: too, especially when you can get that group. You know, like you said, you have friends that you do it with every year. And, I mean, that's when you can get those friends. I mean, that's what made it for me was, you know, Dawn and Charity and Charity's husband, Ryan, and Kyle. And we're all just having a blast, pulling each other up and over. We had a couple other friends that we met, you know, that we knew that we met along the way. And my friend Nick, you know, and we're just dragging people along with us and having a blast. And, I mean, it was... If it hadn't been for them, I mean, I probably would have had fun, but the whole camaraderie, and that's one of the things that Spartan kind of has that camaraderie in the open events, but not like Tough Mudder. Tough yeah, Mudder was a it whole different – It seems like Spartan's a I little
2: more com, like straight com- competition –
1: If you go in the earlier races, it is in, it it is in some aspects, but there's a lot, like, if you go like me, the way me and Don or Donnie, like like I said, I just want to call him Donnie now just for fun. But me and Donnie, uh, when we do it together, we help each other a lot. So, you know, both of us are trying to get back into being healthy. You know, I was doing good for a while. And then after my, my injury, it took, it's taken me a while to come back from that um, because of my own, mistakes in my my rehab which yeah was pretty much my rehab was sitting on the couch eating doritos so i could walk again so but that's crazy yeah
2: yeah and actually right before my first Spartan, the year before that i had actually come down with a sports injury in my back and um i had signed up for the tough mudder previous and then all of a sudden i was like i actually got home from work one day and i had to crawl into the house And I went to the doctor and they're like, well, you probably don't need surgery, but you need to, you know, you need to go to physical therapy. And so I went and did that. And I was actually really, like, scared that, like, I was, like, going to go paralyzed for a short period of time. So, you know, like, that was another reason why the Tough mutter scared me a little bit. Because as I watched things, I'm like, wow, that isn't jarring. Like, I don't want to, like, re-injure my back. And so that that was a bit nerve wracking just from that standpoint of, like. I don't want to be injured again. No, and and, I know know
1: that feeling because in 2016, I was going to do Tough Mudder. I had signed up, and what I was going to do was Saturday, I was going to volunteer with the – as a medic, you know, part of the medic team because I've got first aid training or first – I'm a first aid trainer and all that fun stuff. So, with that training and being an instructor, I could, you know, volunteer as one of the, you know, like medical team to help out. And I was going to do that Saturday and then race Sunday. Um, with the race that I would have got for volunteering, but I ended up, that was the year I broke my foot oh, Okay. and I went and tried, I, 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 did one Spartan with my foot in a boot. Um, <laughs> right. I tried another one, but I didn't make it. I DNF, <laughs> Yeah. but it was Hawaii. So, I mean, I was in Hawaii. I'm like, I'm going for it. Let's just do yeah. it. Um, rough life. But the problem was, is I was going to do the Tough Mudder anyway, but I'd actually gotten my foot out of the boot. Okay. so i had more fear of now that you know when i did the spartan my foot was in a boot so it was protected you know yeah. so there was that nice plastic you know shield around it and now they're like cool you don't need the boot anymore and i'm like i don't want to re-injure it trying to do this race so i just didn't do it so okay yeah i see but um this year i'm definitely doing it again so it was a blast i i definitely want to do it again so It'll
2: be fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's kind of one of those things, and it's actually uh, got me out. My my brother in law has done a couple Ironman races, and I've and I've never done it. I don't have a lot of mental fortitude for like going that far. I get too bored. Yeah. But uh, there's that triathlon this year here in uh, by Lake Wilderness.
1: Yep. And, I, uh, I keep oh well, I keep looking at that.
2: I haven't quite signed up yet, but I'm I'm thinking I'm going to. Cause I'm just thinking like, I mean, it's, it, it kind of has started being my motivation. Like during yeah. the school year, I play a lot of basketball, but like during the summer, I tend to fluff off and, and the tough mm-hmm. one is actually one of those things. When I first started training for that four years ago, like it was something that really got me going during the summer. And it was, it was crazy. Cause, cause I played, I play basketball with like a lot of teachers and so they play yeah. during the, during the school year. And then dur- when it's not school year, we never play. And we'd all show up at the school year and be like, kind of out of shape from the summer, and and it was funny. As soon as I started training for Tough Mudder, which is in September, like I came in and I was just like in peak condition because I was I was running yeah. twenty miles a week, exercising, you know, five to six days a week, and and it was just oh, wow. it was crazy. And I was like, wow, I like this. I like this because this makes me work out year round instead of just while I'm playing basketball. And so even though I'm not, like, I'm not a runner, like I don't go, like some people I'm like, I just need to go run like 10 miles and clear my head. I'm like, wow, I need to go eat like a thing of Hagen daws and clear my head. And you know, yeah. and that, I mean, that's, that's me. not me that I'm just going to run. But what's funny is then I find myself running, you know, six, seven, eight miles at a time, you know, before work. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, wow, I went and ran six miles and then I'm going to work. That's kinda you know, that's that's not normally me, but it's nice because it really helps me stay in shape and you know, we're getting older and so, you know, it's just that much more important to to stay healthy. And oh, so I've already seen a couple posts on Facebook of some guys I graduated with that in at age forty are having heart attacks.
1: Yeah. And that's that's saying, my big oh, worry right scary. now is I'm trying to I'm trying to lower, you know, get back in the shape that I should be in. You know, like I said, I made some bad decisions after my foot injury and ended up gaining a bunch of weight back. But, you know, it's, I want to get back into that. And that's been my problem after a foot injury is trying to run. Cause that was my, yeah, that was my, that runner's high. I love it. You know, and you know, 10 years ago I was, you know, worked for a demolition company where I could go work out at lunch because we had a gym, we built a gym downstairs. Okay And I could just go work out at lunch so nice. and I ended up losing and dropping down to like one ninety and it's just kind of like I haven't been able to get that again, so I'm trying with my my new job because I just started a new job um Good. in the last month, and I'm trying to find time there where I can go to the gym and get some more time in the gym so yeah nice yeah yeah,
2: yeah I try to the boeing Boeing has gyms, so it's nice to uh be able to get in and use the Boeing gym and do that and I know it's not like the world's nicest gym, but it doesn't matter no, but it's got something. stuff there, and to me that's kind of the most important thing and just getting in there and i you know I try to pass that on to my kids a because so i got I got two premier soccer players, my son played middle school football and basketball, and then my youngest plays uh just like coveted in sport basketball, and nice. then he plays rec rec soccer also through the same premier League that my other kids are in, but you know it's it's yeah, what I always tell them is I'm like, it's, it's not what you do when you're at practice. It's what you do outside of practice that defines you, that makes yeah. you like, you have. what you have to realize is that practice, there's somebody out there who's trying just as hard as you are, but mm-hmm. you, you can separate yourself by on the days you don't have practice, going and doing something. It doesn't, and it doesn't have to be the sport. You know, it doesn't have to, if I'm basketball, oh, I'm going to go play more basketball. It doesn't have to be that. It can be a lot of different no. things. But it's got to be something, and those are the types of people of athletes that, that then stand out. And so, and my and my kids are pretty young still, but you know, I try to I try to initiate that. And actually, my thirteen year old, because they changed the age limit on Tough Mudder, he's already signed up, so he's actually going to oh. do the Tough Mudder with me. And the thing is, yeah, I'm hoping just, not
1: to get my kid to do it this year.
2: Yeah, he just grew taller than me at age
1: thirteen. Oh, so he's he's like You 16. got one of those. He's a he's a monster. Yeah, I've got that. So. Yeah, my my youngest, he's he'll be eighteen in April, and he is probably I'd say at least six foot, maybe six one. Okay. And he's got like size sixteen feet. So, oh, wow. trying to buy him shoes is just like impossible. But
3: yeah,
1: well, yeah, he's done. He's done the last two years. He's gotten trifectas in Spartan. Nice. So I, I'm. I'm trying to get him to do the Tough mutter with me this yeah. next time. He's not a really athletic, athletic kid. He was one of those kids that, like, he tried baseball for, like, a season. Yeah. Maybe two. Um, and, unfortunately, I only coached him one year, and then he was had a different coach the second year because I was coaching his sister at that time. Um, but he uh, he was like me. He was a left-handed batter, but threw okay. right-handed. He's a cripple? So, huh? I said he's a cripple? Pretty much, yeah. You know. Yeah. that My but son's a yeah, cripple. Yeah, I'm a lefty, so yeah, on um, yeah. most things. But I threw, I threw right, you know, like because that's how we were all taught. But I threw right, but I was batted left, and he was the same way. But uh, the one coach that he had kept trying to fix it and make him bat right. And after a while, he's just like, "Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore." So yeah, but he tried baseball. He tried soccer. He tried everything, and he just none of the sports. And I wasn't one of those parents. I didn't want to be one that forced a sport on him. I just tried to yeah. make sure he keeps it active like I said, he does the Spartans with me and that kind of stuff. And we do as a family, we do a 5k every month. Nice. So at least we'll sign up for a 5k every month. And we've been doing that. Gosh, I think we're three years, three or four years now that we've been doing that every month that nice. we do at least one 5k. Yeah, as my, a family. So
2: I do, I do one 5k yeah. a year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so, we do one a month as a family. So, wow, you know, and it's just, you know, me and my wife and, and the youngest. So the other kids are all, they're like, yeah, we ain't doing that with your dad. Sorry. But it's like, <laughs> okay, well, you don't live here anymore. So I guess I can't force you. So,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. So the that's the one, good, the one, it the only,
2: stays active together. That's yeah. good.
1: Yeah. I'd say the only real athlete that we had that was like a, an athlete for a long time was my daughter. Mm-hmm. She was, she played baseball and I was a coach until she was, I think 13 or 14. Okay. Um, and then I quit coaching her when she decided to uh, go to softball. And it's one of those things, a lot of people like, Oh, I see how you are. It's like, no, partly for me, it was one of those. I understand baseball. Cause I grew up playing baseball, yeah. softball, anybody who's ever dealt with fast pitch softball. It is not baseball. It's a different, and if you think it's baseball. It's a completely different animal. So that's why, you know, for me, I quit coaching her at that point because it's like I don't understand the fundamentals of this well enough, and I feel like me coaching you is going to be worse. So I stepped back. and I still was an assistant coach on her team, but it was, you know, I let somebody else who knew more than me be the coach. So she played a couple years, and then, like, high school kind of ruined it for her because the high school coach, and she went to Hazen, her high school coach was pretty much like, you know, was, yeah, we already have, she was a catcher and the coach is like, we already have a catcher. We have two of them. We don't even need you to try out.
2: Oh, Very political then.
1: I see. Yeah. So it was one of those, she was also their a uh, select team coach. So pretty uh-huh. much if you weren't on her select team, you didn't make it into the, onto the baseball team. And at that point, my daughter's like, it's too political. I don't want to deal with it. I'm out. And then she got that, boys. That's and one I thing that. That,
2: uh, you know, with, with coaches, Overzealousness. Uh, I, I feel like they're they're starting to actually ruin high school sports in yeah. general. Like I hear a lot of like s- swimmers, basketball players, football players, lacrosse players. They don't even play on the school teams anymore. Soccer players they don't play for schools anymore. They only play for their clubs. And their clubs, you know, they run a season and interferes with the high school. And so yeah. it's it's. I don't, I mean, it's just gotten too much. It's like, even like my kids, um, my, my 11 year old and my nine year old who play soccer, I mean, it's year round and they actually drove a few kids away just kind of with their like, well, you know, this is, this is life attitude. You know, you're, you're 11 years old and you need to do nothing but soccer. It's like, dude, this kid's 11, you know, you don't even know this kid might be the next Sue Bird. They might be the next Michelle Wee, you know. How yeah. can we not let them try another sport? That yeah, maybe they're good at that sport, but maybe their true calling is this other sport. Maybe they're a doctor. You know who knows? Yeah. But you can't. You can't. Oh, just, yeah. You can't just pin them into this one thing right now, and and try to do that. And I just I think with with kids, we just we're we're pushing them to be adults too soon. I agree. And, and it just, I
1: agree. I mean, it's it
2: well, drives me I think crazy.
1: about when we were kids. How many how many sports did you play when we were kids? Three and four. Yeah. So and it was we were all encouraged to try different ones and yeah. play different sports. The only sport I would to play was soccer because I just did not get the whole idea of running around a field for ninety minutes trying to kick a ball. I was pretty much like, can I ride my bike? I mean, yeah. This is so, too much. So, yeah, this is and too I much tried running. That,
2: you know, which, I, mean, I just, I mean, I realized it wasn't all that good at it. You know, I found that I was yeah. much better at football. And so football became more of my sport. I noticed I was better at basketball. So, you know, I gravitated myself, but it was after I tried, you know, I tried yeah. baseball, you know, I, I can't, I can't hit a, even a fastball, let alone a curveball. Yeah. So, you know, I don't have that kind of eye hand coordination. So, and I found I, I'm just not good at kicking a soccer ball, you know, but yeah. you know, I can catch passes. So you know, put me there, but don't put and me that's in it. Place. Don't like people kicking balls at.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that was it. And I mean, that was kind of it, you know, playing any sport. I mean, it's kind of like my, you know, my, my wife's oldest, he was the best baseball swing. I think I've ever seen in my life. Just beautiful swing, but no hand eye coordination to tell when.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, he couldn't hit a ball to save his life, but he was going to look good doing it. <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean, it was just a beautiful swing, but just could not, no hand eye coordination, yeah. you know, and then it's just, you know, so, I mean, he was really not into it. You know, Benton, my youngest, he, like, baseball really wasn't his sport. When he played soccer, he actually did really good at it. He just, he just didn't enjoy it, yeah. you know, and it was kind of one of those things. I wanted the kids to try different things. My other son, Connor, he played football for a year or so. He actually liked it. He even played hockey. But, you know, it was kind of let the kids try different sports, find what they like. And I agree that there's a lot of kids out there that are pigeonholed into, hey, you are going to be a baseball player. And, yeah. you know, I don't think parents even ask, like, do you enjoy this? <laughs> do you I, even I enjoy this sport anymore? a little
2: yeah. ho trying to live through their kids, too. Yeah. So like, so, oh, yeah. I never made it, so I'm going to push you so hard to make it. And you know, I just try to leave the option open. My wife and I, you know, of just like, hey, if you want to go down and take some extra shots, if you want to go down to the park and kick the ball around, if you want to go throw or run or whatever, I'm right here. You know, I'm right here. Oh yeah. Just just know that I'll be here when you're ready to decide like I'm ready to take this to the next level. As much as we can take it and then obviously
1: yeah,
3: you
2: know, we'll reach a point and say, okay, let's go get somebody who knows more than we do.
1: Yeah. So, and that's, and I think there's a lot of parents that have a problem with that. I've seen a lot of parents where like my kid, you know, I've been training them on this for years and they're so good. And you're looking at them like, yeah, I think the kid's doing it wrong. You've taught them wrong. And then they're like, oh, and they get angry. And it's like, they're, they're having an issue. And that was, I think too, with me with my daughter, where I was finally like, Hey, you know, I'm going to let you have a different coach was because I hit that point where I'm like, she's not listening to me anymore. Cause I'm dad. Yeah. So I, I need her to have somebody else, you know, cause all of a sudden the other coach is telling her exactly what I've been telling her for four years. And she's like, Oh, that's a great idea. I'm like, I've been telling you that.
2: You're like, are you kidding
1: me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it, well, it was and good too to have somebody else. I was saying yeah, have somebody ahead. else teach her to throw. I'm a side armor. Yeah. From, you know, when we were kids, I was always a shortstop always. So I have that sidearm throw. So when I'm trying to teach my daughter how to be a catcher, catchers aren't that good with, this. I mean, they can be, but you probably shouldn't be throwing sidearm as a catcher because you kind of got to get it over the pitcher. But so that was always the yeah. tough part. She kept trying to be a sidearm or like dad. And I'm like, no, you can't throw that way. And she's like, but that's how you throw. It's like, cause I played shortstop for so long. I can't literally can't throw overhand. <laughs> yeah. When I throw overhand, I taught the kids how to pitch. You know, when I was a coach and threw overhand for three hours and tore my rotator cuff. Now oh, there you go. Because I'm not used to, my body isn't used to that motion. Yeah. My body's not used to that overhand throw. My body's used to that sidearm because that's how I throw a ball. Even when I was an outfielder, I threw sidearm. Yeah. You know, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, it's different. And I think some parents, I mean, as I, as I coach and as my wife coaches, um, you know, you get some parents who they're almost delusional of like my kid is so good and it's like no your kid keeps doing the wrong thing coach you know and and i do it just as a fan and i'll hear other parents like oh man i don't know you know oh that was such a good play and i'm like no that was actually a bad play like i get you know like my kids play a lot of soccer and so you know and and a lot of attacking the goalie is all about geometry you know it's all about the angles and and they'll mm-hmm. do this super sharp angle where, like, you have such a you know uh, an impossible shot to make. Like, you have to be, like, a professional soccer player to make that shot. And parents will be like, oh, good shot, good shot. I'm like, no, that's a terrible shot. You need to pass yeah. that ball. And and their coaches <laughs> are saying, like, hey, good try, but let's try to pass that one and get a better shot. And I'm like, exactly what I'm saying. And the other parents are like, I don't know why they're saying that. And I'm like, because you're delusional. You think whatever your kid does is gold. You know,
1: yeah, and you do get a lot of parents the like things that that I have just... to
2: catch myself doing is that I have to make sure I'm not overly critical of my own children because I see yeah. they're good, but I see they're bad, and I want them to work on that, so I have to make sure that i uh, that I stay positive and that like, hey, you did all these great things, and then I try to boil it down to this to one thing, like, hey, but next time let's try to work on this and just leave it at one. It could be ten, it doesn't matter, yeah, it's one because if it's ten to ten, that 10, is 10 tough. Then
1: yeah, Well, and, so, and I agree. It's one of those things that can be tough because it's one of those things you look at it and you, as someone who's coached and played, you're looking at it like, okay, this is what you should have done, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, okay, this is what you, this is what you did right. You did this amazing, yeah. but this one thing that, you know, that we should be able to, to work on. And that was, that was one of the tough things I had as a coach too, was trying to pick that and trying not to be, because I always felt as a kid that I had that kind of parent, you know, who whenever he watched me do something, he would find that one thing that I did wrong.
2: Yeah. You know, and I didn't want to be that. It's hard to want to listen to. And
1: and
2: I've even gotten to the point where sometimes, like, I don't even bring up the negative. Like, I just say, hey, you did this great, this great, this great, this great, boom, end of conversation. Just, you know what, you played great. That's all I can say. I can be nitpicky, but I don't need to be.
1: Yeah. No, you don't. And like I said, that was the thing, like I said, with, I always felt like, you know, it was always one of those things like I could have done 99 things right. And I always felt like my dad would find that one, the one <laughs> yeah, thing that yeah, wasn't gross. just right. And he's it's funny like funny, you know, he's to be
2: funny things on Facebook sometimes.
1: Yeah, he's he's I'll be honest. I've actually had to kind of I've got him not blocked, but the, I've had to silence him. So it's,
2: <laughs> yeah, you know. it's
1: one of those things. It's not that it's not that we disagree on a lot of things. A lot of it's just like do some research, man. Come on. Yeah. So You're not even close to right. Yeah. But, no, so, but,
2: but again, I think that's one of the things that draws me a lot to like the Tough mutter. these types of things that like I've realized now that I'm 41 that I don't always have to compete with anybody other than myself. Yes. And I can be that cheerleader for those who are around me. And so I actually find that really fun. Of my Tough mutter group, like we work out a lot together during the summer I'm kind of the cheerleader. I'm kind of the the guy who's like, let's work out, let's work out, let's do this, you know, like via text messages and stuff. And they're like, well, I'm kind of busy or I'm sore. And I'm like, doesn't matter. Let's do this. Come on. You know, you can do, <laughs> this do it anyway. One. I'm not very good. And it's like, I don't care, you know, and yeah. so. And you those know, are the best ones.
3: Those are yeah, the best friends I so, have.
2: Yeah. So I kind of find that enjoyable now kind of taking that role of Realizing when, when I'm playing a sport and I'm doing something, you know, I'm I'm still very competitive, like when I play basketball in leagues and stuff, like real leagues, not just pickup basketball, but I, I still play in a yeah. league. And, uh, you know, I'm still pretty fiery and, and competitive there, but but I also find that, you know, it's okay. You know, it's all right. There, there's circumstances where, where I just, I need to be that cheerleader. I need to be that person who roots, you know, not only for their teammates, but sometimes for the other team. You know, like my my youngest plays first to second grade basketball, and we've we've just drubbed a couple teams. I mean, they're bad. They don't have like they yeah. like don't have a basketball player on their team, and I'll be cheering for them to score a basket. You know, like yeah, let's go, let's go. You know, and they'll miss, and oh, it was so close. You know, and like after oh, yeah. I'm walking out in the parking lot, and I'm like, hey, Green, good game, good game. And they're like, who is this guy? You know, they probably didn't even know I'm the coach of the other team, but you know, I think their parents right, are like, hey, well. Hey, thank you, you know, because they probably yeah. never had a, an opposing coach be like, hey, good game, after we, like, you know, rubbed him by 20 points or something like that. And so, but, you know, I think it's that kind of thing where it's like, you know, I don't want this kid to walk away from this thinking that the points mattered.
3: Yeah. No. So,
2: you know, it's the experience that should matter. And, and if you lose, I think if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, man, you hustled really hard out there, nice work. You know, you can look at that of like, I thought we did bad, but that guy said we did good. And so, mm-hmm. and that's the, I mean, the Tough mutter. the thing I like about that for most everybody who's out there, it's not everybody. There's some people out there. I'm like, why are you here? Go somewhere else.
3: <laughs> yeah. Go, go, most go to Spartan. Like, remote, just kidding.
2: You know, like you help them up and then they immediately turn, turn around and give you their hand. And when that yeah. happened, that my first Tough mutter, I think it was 2016 was my first one. Um, Like I was just, like so amazed of like i feel like i'm making friends and i don't even know these people, but they're so yeah. friendly and kind and so and it wasn't it wasn't like this die hard competition but it was like yeah. we're just going from point a to point b folks you know we're all gonna get there so lend a hand and, you know be nice and i just i just thought that was just like one of the coolest things about the whole yeah. event and and it's kind of one of those things that just drives me you know, to kind of want to keep doing that kind of thing.
1: And that's what, that's what I really liked about Tough Mudder. And like I said, what really kind of made me mad with myself that I've waited all these years to do it is that I love that team atmosphere. I love that feeling of, you know, going out there and these people I've never met. And by the end of the race, they're family, you know, they're family that have helped you get through this. And, you know, it's, it's crazy you know, yeah, yeah. to really think about like that. I mean, I've had those kind of experiences on Spartan, but not so much. But, and I think partly with the Spartan is because there's so much, there's so much room between the obstacles that you don't get as bunched up as you, we did at Tough Mudder, where it was pretty yeah. much like we were one obstacle and you might get a little bit in front of the other group, but then you hit the obstacle and they're right there with you again. And you're helping each other through. And I mean, I had a blast. The only, the only issue I, I had was Kyle, John's brother-in-law, I think it was Kyle that I was doing it with, we were doing the, the, what is it, the weird one where you have to hold each other's hands and the whole thing's shaking. I'm trying to think of what they Oh, call that. yeah.
2: Yes. And what I slipped off end of and ended up,
1: when I slipped off, I ended up smashing my my shin against the side of it and, like, oh, pretty God. much could barely walk to like the next obstacle i'm like oh my god this hurts oh my god you know and (laughs) so luckily you know it it took a while but you know the the pain kind of went away and i was able to keep going but when we got to the one which i can't remember what it's called like you called it the warped wall but i know it's called something else
3: Uh, i couldn't
1: i tried going up it the Mount Everest? Is Mount Everest. And like, yeah, I think so. And like my second step, like up the wall, like the second I put weight on that leg to push myself up the wall, it was yeah. like sharp shooting pain. I'm like, yeah, Nope. I can't do this. Sorry guys. You know, my, my leg is not going to let me do this.
3: Yeah.
2: So, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: And, and yeah. But, and then, I mean, and it's good because, you know, if you want to do it, do it. It's a non-judgment zone, you know, and I'll catch even people in yeah. other groups who are like, I don't know. this is. I'm like, you know what? This is a non-judgment jump. Go up. Try you
1: don't do it. It's okay. Walk around. It's all right. It's not a deal. Cool. Move on to the next. i that, that was the thing for me for, for a lot of people because I kept saying I did not want to do the lack of shock, and they're like, well then walk around it, and I'm like, but that for me that means I need to do it. Yeah. <laughs> In my brain I'm like if I feel like I have to walk around it, then that tells me I have to do it because <laughs> I need to face my fears and do it.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: So well I yeah. know
2: so the first year we were there so I have. Terrible, terrible grip strength. My grip strength yeah. is terrible. It just, I've never had strong hands and I've got smaller hands too. And I don't have a big hand. And so when we got yeah. to the funky monkey, like I just, I was ill-prepared because my first year I prepared to run. I was like, I feel like the running is going to be the hardest part of this. And so like I was down to running. I ran eight miles in just over an hour, which for me is fast. I'm not a runner. So, but I no, average like a 15 mile or something for my eight mile run that I did. Cause I do, I do like the standard, like online Tough Mudder training, but I did mm-hmm. not take a lot of time on like pull-ups. Like I can do push ups all day long. Pull-ups can't do them. I don't know what the deal is. I just, I didn't have back strength or grip strength. And so the first year we did. Probably the, the grip strength. I,
1: what? So it's probably the grip strength. That's usually where yeah. I had the issues.
2: Well, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a combination of the two. So like that first year, like I got it, I got like four or five rungs into the funky monkey and I was like, I'm in trouble. I know I'm in trouble. And so over that whole next year, my whole focus was grip strength and like pull up style strength. And and I, I, I got almost all the way to the end and I, I tried to take a little extra lunge and I just missed the platform. I had actually crashed really hard, like chest first into the platform. It hurt so bad. So like, Ooh, but, yeah. And so then, then so year two, like I got almost there, but I totally failed. I totally failed. I kind of failed. And so yeah. like year three, I was just like, no way we were doing this. I didn't care about any other event. Funky monkey was like the one and only thing on my mind. And I'm like, I am getting through this silly thing. You know, I've got old men getting through that thing. I've got girls getting through that thing. I'm getting through this thing. I'm just going to do it. And, uh, and so I, I made it these, the last two years made it in like this last year, nice. like I like crushed it and like, I felt so good getting to the other side of that thing. But then there's the, you know, then they keep adding other ones, you know, and I'm like, man, ah, I was not ready for that one. And so, you know, there's just lots of different things. And, and it's nice because it gives me something to kind of like, cause I'm not competing with the person next to me, I'm just competing with no, myself. No, you're
1: competing with you. And so, so, it, and that's it's, the best part.
2: Yeah. It's nice because I'm like, okay, you know, this next year, this is what I'm going to focus on, or this is what I'm going to focus on. And, and like I said, I'm going to, you know, I'm looking to do that. Uh, I haven't signed up yet. I keep saying I just got to go sign up um, <laughs> for that triathlon because I've got a brother and sister in law who are going to do it. So, you know, I, I don't swim well, at least, you know, I don't swim
1: over. See, that's life. my problem. So that's where I'm, I'm worried is I I've been wanting to do one. It's on my bucket list. Yeah. But I'm a really, it's like my wife says, I'm a really good swimmer for about 20 feet.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's me. Yeah. I swim really good for that. You know, when I jump off the dock and then I swim back to the ladder, I'm really good at that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm really good at that for about 20 feet. But it's, other than that, yeah, the second you get past the 20 uh, feet,
2: 1.1 miles that, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to struggle with. But you know what? I well, I'm I know they said it. they've that's got the sprint it.
1: one. Yeah, they've got um, the sprint one, which is a, a shorter than the distance full
2: one. So I think that's just the one I'm gonna do. And I'm just gonna be like, you know, yeah. this is just like tough mutter. I can probably, I could probably jump on my bike right now and bike 56 miles. It wouldn't be fast, yeah. but I bet you I could get to the end of the 56 miles. Okay, yeah. uh, I I don't remember the run. I think the run's 13 miles. I think I could jog my way through 13 miles right. Now. It would again. It yeah. wouldn't be fast. I might have to walk some of it, but I could probably do get thirteen miles. I know I can hike 13 miles because last year I did the enchantments, which is roughly twenty mm-hmm. miles. We did it all in one day. Beautiful if that kind of thing. Totally worth it. Oh, but yeah. it's a grind on the way back down. Total grind. But you know, so so no, I know I, I can do it, you know, but the swim, the swim is yep. like, dude, I'm gonna straight drown. <laughs> like and that's that's that my is like that is like my pull up. In my grip strength for, you know, via the Tough mutter, that that's going to be like the one thing that I'm going to have to like, yes, I'm going to have to go out and train to do the other ones just because I am a competitive person and I'll want to do well on those. Well, for me, you know, not well for the 25 year old who's going to run like a six minute mile, but you know, for me. And so, yes. but like the swim, it's like, I've just, I've got to get out there and I've got to be able to su- survive the swim because if I don't survive the swim, then I don't even get to do the other ones. Like if, if somebody has to hold yeah, swim's low, first, like I don't even get to do the other two. And so, so I'm like, okay, I can do that. You know, my, my brother and sister-in-law live on a lake. So, you know, as soon as it warms up a little bit, I'm just going to start having to go swim. You know, I don't care if it's in the, you know, the shallow part. And I go, you know, back and forth 50 feet and I only have to do it 10 times. And then I do it 12 times and, you know, whatever it is, you know, I've just, I'm just going to get out there and I'm just going to hit it, hit the water and, and do it. As I'm doing it, I'm thinking I might jump on the internet right here and sign up, but.
1: <laughs> you should do it right now. So, so, so it'll be,
2: you know, but it, it just, I don't know. I'm starting to find these things that I, like when I was younger and I could play basketball, t- basketball, like five days a week. I was like, why would I ever mm-hmm. want to do those things? Like, I have no need to do those things. And now it's like, I go play basketball two days in a row, and I'm like really sore for like, you know, three, four days. And I'm like, I should really, mm-hmm. I got to really start branching off and finding something that I can do for when my basketball career ends that I'm still yeah. being active and doing stuff.
1: And that's the hard part is trying to find something off. I know it's one of those things I've been thinking about, you know getting more into the the biking because, you know, the the issues I have with my foot is Mm -hmm. I have my, my, my wife's dad lives with us and has since pretty much the day we moved, moved into a house in Renton. But um, so yeah, 17 years or something. He's lived with us almost 18, but he has this thing where he goes to garage sales and he finds old bikes, puts them back together, fixes them, and then we'll just have them in the yard. And then eventually we'll decide to sell them all but so I've got in my like garage, I think there's twenty bikes out there. Oh yeah. And I could just go grab one and go bike riding. So I've been thinking about that, that maybe I just need to start getting into that. I've got huge trails and stuff right by my house. So oh, yeah. Like why haven't I done this before? So yeah. So I think yeah. and I've thought about the triathlon and I figure I could do you know, I've done a half I've done a full marathon. I did the half marathon in December I've done full, I'm doing another full marathon in June. I could do, though, that part. I know I could ride the bike. I mean, I used to ride bikes all the time. It would just take me a month or so to train, really, a little more than that, probably, to really train on the bike. But the swim is where I have a problem.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because
2: I, well, my sister in law is like learning how to swim. And I'm like, if she can learn how to swim, I know how to swim. It's just, to me, it's probably just conditioning. Like, I just need to get out there and swim. You know, I probably. My problem is. is when I was 12. A,
1: oh yeah, probably. Oh, we could have, we used to swim across the lake all the time. We'd go up to Lake Yeah and drive over.
2: Or we used to swim over to the rope swing all the time. No life jackets. Yeah.
1: No no parents. life jackets, no nothing. <laughs> you know, swim across all the time. And now it's like, for me, it's just one of those. I'm yeah. Part of my problem is I only use my arms. I have there's some disconnect in my brain that if I'm swimming, it's one or the other. I'm not good at using my legs and my arms at the same time. So like when I would scuba dive when I was younger, it was all legs. Yeah. Because I had the fins on. But when I'm swimming normally, it's all arms. So I end up petering out because I'm swimming like using so much strength to just swim with my arms that, you know, I, I peter myself out. Which most triathletes will actually tell you will I've heard from a few anyway, this might not be true, but I've heard from a few that said that that's actually good just using your arms because then you'll save your legs for the other ones. That's so, actually exactly what my brother-in-law
2: said when I told him um, we were doing it. He says, he says it's mainly arm with a little bit. I mean, you do have to use a little bit of leg, but he says it's very little leg at yeah. all.
1: And yeah, so yeah, I just, you know, my legs drag like, behind me like they're dead weight.
2: Yeah. It's almost like two or three arm strokes per kick. And I was like, wow, really? Because I'm used to, like, my feet move a fair amount. So, like, I have to kind of, like, learn how to triathlon swim. I know how to swim. I mean, I swam in the Puget Sound doing a scout uh, swim test in the Puget Sound during a storm with two-foot swells. Yeah. So, I know how to swim. So, but it's just a matter of when I was that age, we used to go to the lake you know, mm-hmm. three times a week or down to the river. I mean, we used to swim up river. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I remember me,
1: that. We used to play yeah, King of the I Rock. Mean, there was yeah. that rock that was right in the middle of the river and yes. me, you, Donnie, and I think there was a few others that I could actually swim strong enough to go back upstream and get people off the rock. Yeah. But I I only had to do it for 10 feet. Yeah. You know,
2: but still, that's a tough 10 yeah. feet. You know, no, it's, and, and so it's yeah. just a matter of getting out and doing it, I think is the big thing when it comes to uh that type of thing but it's it kind of seems like the next challenge that I'm kind of looking at is maybe starting to do that you know i've i've i have thought about doing trying to get the spartan uh trifecta i've looked at doing that i've been trying to talk a couple friends into doing it so i think but i think i'm going to do the triathlon this year and then i might look into the spartan well, at least one of the spartan races next year i my my personal life is is extremely busy like we have a soccer like team, I get home from school tomorrow. We have to run over like an hour and a half away to go to a soccer game. Then Saturday morning we have a soccer game. Then my son has two basketball games, and then we have a soccer game that evening. So my Saturday—it's Thursday—and my Saturday's already over. <laughs> yeah, so.
1: and, and, and I get that. Like, like I said, I'm at that point where my youngest is, you know, 17. So for yeah. me, it's my my crazy schedule because between work and I decided that I wanted to finish my finally finished my bachelor's degree so i'm going back to school right now to finish that Oh, nice! Um, for you. plus i've got huh i said good for you yeah so i said i want to do that and then i uh, hopefully i'll be done by november i should have a bachelor's degree in occupational safety and health and then nice. on top of this this i have another podcast that i do with i don't know if you know matt Gingrich. was it yes. great it was, That's the guy I was yeah about. i think okay, he was great <laughs> yeah he was. he's we yeah. do another podcast together Oh, nice. So me and him do. If you ever see one that says re-nerdish with Matt and Brandon Valentine, I'm Brandon Valentine. So, oh,
3: are
1: You know, I saw
2: that on, then, something, on some Facebook posts. And it was like, come see yeah, Brandon. I'm McKinney. Brandon. Who is Brandon Valentine? Because <laughs> that's Mike. Yeah, I. Yeah.
1: Okay. that's it. That's, that's I, I do because Mike James, when I do comedy, Mike James is such a common name that I went with yes. Brandon Valentine because that's my middle name and my mom's main name. So, okay. Um. But yeah, and then I do two radio shows—one with my seventeen-year-old, and then another one, a conspiracy theory one, I do on Sunday nights. So, yeah, so it's—I've got a, a full plate myself. I like to keep myself busy. So, all right, yeah. conspiracy. But so, yeah, we're just definitely gonna brief, have to do a Just
2: race. give me a brief rundown of that. I just want to hear. Uh, different,
1: oh, different no, conspiracy. Something. It depends. I mean, it's Sunday nights. It, it's me and the, the the owner of the radio sh- the radio studio. We do uh, we talk about different things we've done the first episode which never actually got recorded um which we don't know what happened with the system we talked about uh the lizard people that have taken over our government and what was the other one? Oh, well, whether or, or not that Epstein TV actually show. killed himself
2: what was that, that tv show so, V. yes
1: there
2: used to be v. a tv but show they had like aliens that came down and then they tore off their skin and they were lizard people
1: yep yeah v so v. it's basically yeah. that and there's there's people that actually believe this that the lizards have taken over our government and then uh what was the one we did last last week? We talked about the Denver airport. So I don't know if you've ever, cause we're only like three episodes in, but we yeah. talked about the Denver airport. And I don't know if you've ever been to the Denver airport. I have. There are so, there are so many conspiracy theories. Have you ever seen the murals, the okay. huge pictures, the really crazy pictures that are the murals that are in place. There's like uh, one so of, I
2: haven't been there. I went there when I was back in 1989.
1: Oh, see, so that would have been the old airport. It was
2: 1990,
1: so it's probably prior to that. That would have been the yeah. This is the new airport they built in '95, and it's okay. there's some really weird artwork that they have that is like post-apocalyptic, like crazy artwork. There's like mm-hmm. theories that there's full like government installations that are built underneath. Um, that the new world orders headquarters are underneath the Denver airport. I mean, you, it is so, we call the show down the rabbit hole because once you start looking into some of these, these conspiracy theories, you go down a rabbit hole of just these crazy ideas. And we go into the show, not with the idea of that. They're all crazy, but with the idea of, we're going to talk about what are some of the merits of them and some of them, how they're way off the rails, you know? Interesting. So, and it it's fun it's a blast it's one of those things me and the owner of the radio show have talked about it for years and we just yeah. you know we decided to finally do it and it's you know we do it live on sunday nights and then we <laughs> record them we're going to start recording them and probably putting them on a podcast type thing later so okay interesting yeah. where do so, i find these
2: podcasts yeah.
1: is it on the B-Setter? um well the, well, the beast Net has theirs and then the other ones um the re it's just on Spotify or whatever you look up re and that's what me and Matt do. Okay. We've done that for almost four years now. Okay. And then, uh, love and hate, love and hate is one that me and my kid do, um, on nwczradio.com, which is a radio state, internet radio station and it's nice. Monday nights. It airs at eight, but we also put that on a podcast. It's on Spotify and all that kind of stuff. So right. yeah. cool. It's pretty interesting. It's, it's fun. Sounds fun. Yeah. No, it's a blast. Right on. Well, it's been it's been fun catching up with you. But yeah, we're about at that hour mark, and we definitely need to get together. We should get together and have lunch sometime or something.
2: Yeah, so. let's do that sometime.
1: Definitely, and then we do ought to get together and do a race together. We'll yeah. have to do the Tough Mudder or something together this year. All right. So. Yeah. All right.
2: Okay. Well, it was good Perfect. talking to you. Thanks for having me on.
1: Oh yeah, it was definitely a blast. I, I can't wait to to see you and and hang out with you again soon. So
2: yeah, we'll have to do that.
1: All right. right, Take care of yourself. You too.
2: All right. Bye.
0: Bye. Hey, everybody. Brother Boggs here checking in. Just want to let you know that coming up March 28th at Greg Davis Park, BeastNet, along with our friends over at West Coast Obstacles, are putting on a wonderful workout the weekend before the Spartan Seattle Super. And you should join us. Find out how on our Facebook or at www.westcoastobstacles.com.
1: Thanks for listening to the BeastNet Podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.